Hey, good morning. It's Friday, September 3rd. It is a very happy National College Colors Day. How you doing, Kelly? Ooh, that's a good one. I guess as everyone's getting back to school. Mm, what were your college colors? Uh, blue and gold. Blue the Bantams. Gold. Nice. Very yes. nice. At uh, Luzerne County Community College, I think it was teal. But we didn't, <laughs> we didn't do a lot of marching band uh, pipe and drape situation. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, it was more of a get in, get out <laughs> with a quality education for a reasonable price. Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in D.C. on the Real Fun D.C. channel and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcast. And it's also Labor Day Friday. People getting out of town, theoretically, for the unofficial end of summer. Although AAA and everyone who always tells us how many people are going to be leaving are like, <laughs> this year for the numbers. Yeah, with, with the hurricane and uh, COVID spikes, it's it's unfortunate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, but if you are leaving, <laughs> good, good for you. Right. But the weather in D.C. this weekend is going to be incredible. And by the way, the Nats are in town all weekend long. There's fireworks planned, <laughs> knock on wood, for Saturday night after <laughs> the game. Um, so that's just something you could do. Very nice. We got a lot to get to today, including building bridges. Speaking of Nats Park, something non-baseball happening there. We've got um, new albums that are 40 years in the making. We've got um, a Blue Crabs international situation <laughs> that's become a, a global scandal. But Kelly, you found um, famous dead Washingtonians and their famous wills. Yeah, so this is really interesting on multiple levels. So who knew that there is an exhibit at the D.C. Superior Court? I didn't know that that was something that we could enjoy and visit, <laughs> but um, they have released a bunch of prominent Washingtonians wills and um, oh. it's called the wills project. And thanks to uh, the Washingtonian magazine, they broke down some highlights of, of some of these wills that you might um, find of interest. Excuse me. How did they not go with the <laughs> will people as the exhibit name? I, I don't know, Tommy. Just asking for a friend. <laughs> Um, all right. So we have James Madison. Uh, of course, he bequeathed most of his estate to, you know, his wife, Dolly. Yeah. But um, an interesting thing is that he also gave a walking staff that was given to him by Thomas Jefferson, like, you know, like a walking like, stick. Yeah, like a stick. Yeah. To Jefferson's grandson. So I just wonder where that whole walking staff is <laughs> is um, it on a mantle somewhere or did it get <laughs> goodwilled at some point yeah i who knows um he also um gave his virginia corn mill he wanted it to be sold to the american colonization society which advocated for the migration of african americans back to africa hmm. very very little interesting detail there interesting um i will let you pick the next one let's see well, actually, these are all worth kind of going through um, some of them. So Frederick Douglass, of course, um, he bequeathed his um, house, which was in Anacostia, and about $10,000 in cash and writings and books and all that to his second wife, Helen. Hmm. But then the court decided that it was um, there was not enough witnesses for the will. And so the house went to his children, who his children then later sold it back to the second wife. Sounds like a lot of drama there, but um, sounds like some family drama. Totally. <laughs> totally. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter what time uh, we are in, in life. It, it's just always family drama. And then this one is really, really cool because it's still happening today. So her name was Euphema Lofton Haynes. You may not know her, 
but she was the first African-American to earn a math PhD from Catholic University right wow. here, of course, in D.C. And she left 700,000. By the way, I don't know what she did for a living, but well done. In 19- It was probably in math. <laughs> After all yes. that work, she probably worked in the mathematics field. I hope so. Uh, so she left 700,000 to her alma mater, Catholic. Huh. And um, part of the money was used to fund a uh, faculty chair at uh, the Catholic University School of Education. And the really good news about that, it's still going strong, that fund. That's really cool. Yeah. So um, those are just one of, um, or a few of, from the 16 wills that you can view at the D.C. Superior Court building. Which First again, thing I'm going to do is Google, <laughs> where is the D.C. Superior Court building? Oh. And then I'm going to go there and check it out. Have you ever done jury duty? Yeah, but local court. Same building? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. great. Just walking, walking distance for you. I hope they like zhuzh it up more than the place where you get your marriage license because that is the saddest place in the entire city. It's like next to like people on trial and there's like some weird like foldy chairs and it's just it's not a very romantic place where you get your marriage license at DC court. Yeah. No, I've got my uh, marriage license there. I've gotten my divorce there. I've served jury duty there. I've spent a lot of memories there. <laughs> I think the marriage and the divorce certificate places should be a little bit more festive. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. Because you always say, tell everyone congratulations when they get divorced. And I feel like if you and your person walk into the marriage license thing and it's like a government office, you're like, well, this is anticlimactic. There's not even a champagne fridge. What's going on here? <laughs> all right. Well, you know, it's your tax dollars that work there, Tommy. I'm just saying is all. If I ever become governor of D.C., I'm going to go ahead and judge up the marriage office. Okay, good. <laughs> 40 years in the making. I don't know about you, but I was sure clamoring for a new ABBA record. And we're getting it. I just can't even believe this is happening, <laughs> right? Mamma Mia, here we go again. So, I mean, it's been rumored, obviously, for weeks mm-hmm. now. But last night, it actually happened. They released the 10 tracks to the media and to some fans. And they are um, going to be releasing it for everybody else in November. ABBA got back together, got in the studio. It took a pandemic for it to happen. And they're going on tour. Either the pandemic made them realize what they were missing and they were chatting on Zoom and were like, hey, we've got this chemistry and we miss each other. Let's start writing. Or it's the needed the money tour. And I'm not sure which one. Yeah, it it just it is really bizarre. But I think um, like we should just put the bar just real low, Mm -hmm. real, real low. And, And you have to think about the generations that are affected by it. Like not only like me, child of the 80s, of course, love the band, but like my daughter who loved the movie Mamma Mia and the play Mamma Mia, like mm-hmm. that's her version of ABBA. So she is just like beyond excited. But I'm like, it's kind of like when Madonna releases a new album, like it's not a material girl. It's, it's not <laughs> like a virgin. It's not. So, and it's been 40 years. So, you know, let's just hold our breaths. I wonder though, if we'll see some surprises to it, right? If ABBA and Billie Eilish have a collaboration on the record. Oh. No, there's not. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now, Tommy. Oh. There's not. Now, that I could get excited about. But if they're Abba going... and Pharrell, I mean, let's go. No, no. no. Uh, maybe their next album. <laughs> oh, oh, they're okay. There's going to be another, <laughs> be another well, next album. It gives some um, hope, though, to the Spice Girls. Like, maybe they just need a little bit of time. 18 <laughs> more years or so. <laughs> or 20 exactly. more years or whatever we'll take. Right. And we'll get the, the Spice Girls back. I love how you jump from ABBA to Spice Girls. I mean, well, yes, that makes total sense. Yeah. 
Because there's been rumors forever of them getting back together and is it going to happen and new music. And now, you know, 40 years in a pandemic. Doug Harrison, great comment. They realized how much their cover bands were making and they wanted to get in on the action. (laughs) (laughs) They better be one of those people that go on tour and don't do your new album. Okay. (laughs) They just spent that much time making a new album. They're going to want to show it to you. Sure. I I will take one, two songs, but the majority of it has to be your old stuff. (laughs) Okay. Hopefully you can give them a heads up before they go on tour and work the set list in. (laughs) They have to have someone telling them what to do. Like, come on. It could be monster hits. You never know. Uh, Sarah Tracy commented and said that divorce court is definitely festive. Should definitely be festive. Should be festive. Yes. Yes. I, I agree. She's in Virginia. I suppose that Virginia also doesn't have festive divorce courts or, or marriage <laughs> license areas. And if you want to go back to the past podcast, Wendy Rieger from NBC four told us how hard it is to get married in Virginia these days. So that also does not seem festive. You can go yeah. check that out in our, our previous episodes. Thanks. By the way, that whole hour long conversation with Wendy Rieger is just wow. Sorry. Hi, what happened behind I, I, you? Sorry. My, my, my little five pound dog, like just brushed my legs and <laughs> it scared the poop out of me. <laughs> you think it was like a giant rat or what? Uh, I mean, it, 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 yes. <laughs> a lot of things went through my head. <laughs> Perfect. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I'm going to merge two of your favorite things, the arts and baseball. So the tour, the story of Tony Stone is coming to Arena State. I am the first woman to ever play professional ball. And so the tour story of Tony Stone is going to be hitting Arena Stage. It's their first production out of their new season, which is really exciting for them. Um, Tony Stone is a woman who played in the Negro League. She replaced actually Hank Aaron at second base when Hank Aaron got traded. And um, she went on to, of course, make history. And in the last year or so, the MLB recognized the Negro League as being a, a major league league. And so now she is the first female to have played in the major leagues which is really cool. And there's this whole story of her that got um, premiered in San Francisco and the New York right before COVID. It had the opening and closing night on the same day because of the pandemic. And now arena stages is, is giving it this like second world and the second chance. But what's really awesome about it is you could go to the Krieger center and see it on stage you buy tickets, that whole deal to be in the room, but they're going to be on one night broadcasting it simulcast on the big screen at Nats park. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. When is that happening? So you can have, um, they can have up to 12,000 people who could be in the, uh, in the room, in the room where it happened, if you will, which is really neat. That's very cool. Ask me when it's happening. I don't know. I'm going to find out, (laughs) but here's another clip from the play. Turns out between the weight of a thing and the reach, there's breath. And in that breath is life. I still don't know. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> I'm just wondering, I mean, because the Nats, you know, their season's still going as much of a train wreck as it is. Um, <laughs> I, I'm wondering if they're waiting to do it after the uh, season. Yes. I'm actually I'm searching my email right now, which I know is great for a live show, but we're going to find this. Okay. <laughs> September 26th, Saturday, September 26th is when it's happening. 
Oh, cool. So they must be on the road then. That's very cool to give them the keys to Nats Park to have mm-hmm. that. Um, that's, a, that's a cool thing. That's a family event too. And also it's great to see like stages coming back. Yes. And if you think about like where Nats Park is and where Arena Stage is, they're going to um, have the cast run up to Nats Park, do a little, hey there, how are you? Welcome everybody. And zip back over to Arena Stage and then do the show and, and, and do the uh, performance. Oh, that's good. That that corridor gets a lot of traffic, so I, I hope they, <laughs> I hope they have. As long as it's like not a, on Cherry Blossom Day, you're fine. Like a police escort. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's talk about the international um, controversy over blue crab. All right, I'm just gonna say there is some. We're gonna make fun of this, but I I understand the repercussions on our environment and all the things. So just bear with me, okay? Oh, okay. And this is just my disclaimer. So apparently the Maryland blue crab, which has had, um, you know, of course we love our blue crab, but there's a lot of issues around the supply and what's happening in our Chesapeake. And there's been a lot of work done to kind of maintain the blue crab here in Maryland. But somehow the blue crab has made its way over to the Mediterranean and the French are not happy about it. Wait, the the Maryland ones have gone over there? The blue crab, yes. It's like an invasive species. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) <laughs> and um, the French are not happy on many levels and so much so that like they are trying to um, capture all the crabs and sell them to eat them. The mayor, the French blue crab goes for 51 cents per crab. Okay. If you were to get one on average here in the mid Atlantic area or in Maryland, it's about $5 a crab. So thanks to our friends at the Washingtonian, they did some research that you basically could get a flight to France and have an amazing crab dinner for about the same price you would here <laughs> in the Mid-Atlantic region. <laughs> so crabs are so cheap in France. Yeah. They are like, they're not happy about it. Like they hate it. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously it's, it's an environmental issue for them. So I'm not trying yes. to make light of that and it's an environmental issue here, but, um, yeah, they are just not happy and they don't know what to do with them. They don't know how to cook them. They don't have old bay there. Like it's just <laughs> it is not a good thing. Well, the French could round up the crabs and ship them back here and still turn a profit, probably. There you go. I think it takes, you know, we need an American businessman to go over there and like show them how it's done. I'll be right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but here's the other issue. Is it aren't there some EU issues now with like COVID going over to France? Yeah, but I think a work visa is different. I have a friend who's well, that's, that's okay. London. That's not technically the EU anymore. I don't know. This is why I don't do geopolitical <laughs> okay. affairs. So maybe you're not the best person for Yes, it. no, maybe I'm not the best person. But I do know where Charles de Gaulle Airport is. I've been through there before. So Okay, well, that's a start, Tommy. Well done. Wow, look at that. I, I would be interested in flying to the flying to uh, Paris to get a nice crab cake and flying back cheaper. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They don't even know how to do crab cakes. They need someone to show them. They need an oh. American chef to go over there and show them what to do with these invasive species. I got to tell Chris's cousin from Jimmy's Famous Seafood. <laughs> yes. They'll know what to do. I feel like yeah. this is the perfect, like they, they, they were they were training for this moment. For sure. And maybe they taste a little different because there's different, they're snacking on different things. Oh, that could very well be the, too. The French blue crab. <laughs> I thought French had like crabs and that they put into stuff. I'm not going to get into that because I have no idea, but I'm just telling you the blue crab is invading the Mediterranean in France. <laughs> wow. What a thing. I know. Still Let's talk about waterways a little closer to home, shall we? Sure. So we've got, um, finally, the Frederick Douglass Bridge is opening up this weekend in D.C., which has been being built for what seems like forever. And it is that giant 
um, beautiful. Contemporary and iconic, the Frederick Douglass Memorial Bridge will take its rightful place among the beautiful arched bridges of Washington, D.C., and will be a distinct, unifying symbol of the Anacostia River. Yeah, what he said. So the bridge um, is going to be built. It's been built, and it opens up on Monday, which is really cool, Labor Day. And there's going to be a celebration, a big old street festival. But I didn't realize this. There's a 5K at 9 in the morning on Monday across the bridge. Very cool. Yeah, I'm like thinking about getting up and doing that on, on Monday morning. Like what a fun way to like celebrate. It's not every day that they open a new bridge, that we build a bridge here in, in D.C. So I feel like that'd be a fun thing to go check out. It is very cool. And I mean, that bridge has been under construction for a while. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think parts of it are not fully open in September. Correct. Yeah. But I think, it's like the opening of yeah, it. Yeah, so, like it's structurally like fine, but like they're still working on some of the... It's the soft opening, as they it's say. It's a soft opening. But well, it is very cool because it does connect Anacostia to the rest of the city and makes it mm -hmm. very friendly for not only cars, but bikes and people. And it's very cool. And the full bridge, I think, will have like more of a walking path and like all sorts of things. Yeah. But that's really exciting that it's, that it's happening. I go see my parents in Southern Maryland, and that's how I get over there. And I've been watching like the progress as it happens. So it's exciting. And the, the renderings that they have um, for their like fancy future video show like roundabouts and all kinds of buildings and you know really cool stuff on both sides of the bridge so that's pretty awesome i do appreciate the rendering because it um that area can get very very congested because yeah. it's, it's it's just there's highways in there so i do appreciate like everyone's calm no one's beeping their horns no. like I, let's hope that renderings like make that to become a reality and on the renderings they're like under the bridge is a theater is a stage where we will see performances <laughs> If I'm a betting man, with what goes on under DC bridges, a concert venue is not going to be one of them. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I, listen, I'm I'm just being a realist here. But the rendering, it, it does. It looks. I mean, it's be, It's a beautiful bridge. I'm not. Yes. I'm knocking that. But it, it just makes like. This is what we do in Washington: <laughs> sitting and then enjoying, and we're walking under a bridge. It looks like um, DC is like Raggle Rock or whatever the place Thor is from in this rendering. It's so beautiful. It's a little, it's a little mystical, yes. Totally, yeah. But I guess that's the whole rendering process. You know, this yes. is what it could be. Yes. If we strive, folks, we could have a concert under a bridge. <laughs> oh, look at it. Oh, hang on, Kelly. It, it's escalating even more. There's fireworks. Look at oh. that. There's bridge fireworks. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff on the rendering, but I'm excited to go check it out. Yeah, that, that is really cool that it's finally done. And I'd like to give the last word of the show today to Doug Harrison, who left an amazing comment, who says, the thing about French crabs, they're just snootier than Maryland crabs. <laughs> Perfect. You can go ahead and subscribe to our show and get more of this anytime you want. There are literally hundreds of episodes. And today, when you give us five stars, don't do it for us. Do it for Doug Harrison with the best comment of the day. <laughs> I love that. We'll see you next time.